Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to our inaugural edition of our podcast here at Game Gravy. My name's Anthony. And my and name is I Mike. Joined here by Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about a little bit of news coming out of Gamescom over in Germany. Uh, we'll also be talking about what we've been playing lately. And we will be talking about some other news like the Nintendo Direct from mon- last Monday now um, on Hyrule Warriors. Okay, so uh, let's start off with uh, Mike, and what have you been playing, Mike? Me? Um, I recently came back from a vacation, so I've only been playing um, one title at nice. the moment, but I've been playing a game called Secret Ponchos. It's for PC. You can find it on Steam. Um, it's by a company called uh, Switchblade Monkeys, uh, and their website switch uh, secretponchos.com. It's kind of cool. It's a uh, it's a, like a spaghetti western online um, free-for-all battle, and you pretty much, uh, the more battles you win, the, the higher the bounty on your head is, and the more things you can unlock and upgrade your character, and you just keep So it's like a MOBA? Up. It's not a MOBA, because <laughs> there's no real-time strategy. It's it's a battle arena thing, so, but it's not, I, I don't know, it's, I don't think it's quite like a MOBA, but it's definitely... So looking at the um, screenshots, what kind of comes to mind in in my head when I'm looking at it, it kind of looks like the overhead Tomb Raider game, kind of, or maybe um, more recently some of the like overhead like um, zombie shooting games, like Dead Nation. Is it similar to that, but online? Uh, I, I mean, to a degree, it's it's highly simplified. So you have your your main gun and your secondary weapon. Uh, for, for one instance, uh, the Phantom Poncho guy, he's got like a long whip, and when you whip it, whip someone, they get stunned and they get a little bit of damage. And then he's got a shotgun you can switch to, and you got to get close range to use it, but it does a good amount of damage. So, and that's pretty much it. And then you can run, you can you can duck, and it's two on two. Right now, it's an early release. It's not out yet, but um, the early release you have uh, solo play to get used to it, which is just locally, and then online is where you get all the points and everything, and it's normally two two on two. So okay. they said they're going to be unlocking more as they get to the release. So we'll see more and I'll report back more when they start patching it and coming out with more downloads. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I might have to jump on there with you since this has a little uh, multiplayer action. Absolutely. And uh, Speaking of multiplayer, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 online. Um, this is before they announced the update with the awesome Mercedes-Benz cart, if you can <laughs> tell. That was sarcasm in my voice. But uh, <laughs> no, as long as it pays for them to put some more stuff in, they could have anybody come and put their products in the game. I really don't care. Just give me voice oh. chat and I'll be happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, what? <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. I'm, I want voice chat. No, I do too. That'd be great. I still don't have it yet. I'm waiting for my system to come in the mail. Uh, but when I get it, it's going to be the first game I purchase, and we will be playing together. So <laughs> so the, the first thing I've noticed about the Mario Kart Online is that I cannot go back to playing single player anymore. It is now when you have 12, well, 11 computer, or, uh, human-controlled opponents and yourself playing and it's 12 of you, it is a whole lot more challenging mm-hmm. and it is a whole lot more fun. It definitely keeps it going. The online ranking system's kind of okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. You just start out with a 1,000 points. As you win, you get more points, which helps them better rank you, I guess, with other um, drivers. Are there unlockables if... throughout the whole thing? 
Um, you, well, you unlock this. You unlock the uh, cu card customization the same way you would if you played single player. Oh, okay. um, all the coins you collect count either way, so you'll be unlocking stuff if you play online or single player. But the what you do is as you gain up level points, um, you get like 15 for first, 12 for second, and then like you can lose them as well. But it it basically helps you find better matches. It's kind of like a matchmaker in um, okay. other games that you would see, like your Call of Duty where you level up and stuff. But um, so in the Mario Kart, you you could either gain or lose. But the only thing I've noticed is, say your friend's a thousand points, he starts a game, you join him. It's going to be other players around a thousand. So if you're at like two thousand, it's not really matchmaking mm. you at that point. It's only matchmaking if you're not joining a friend, because at that point you're joining your friend and all bets are off. Well, yeah, but I mean, it is... you would want to join your friend instead of, like, if you're not matching the rank of your friend and you're like, hey, I really want to play with you, and it's like, nope, you don't match, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I mean, you definitely want to play with your friends. Here's the part that kind of the kick in the balls is that, yes, I'm playing with my friends, but I can't talk to you. So it's, I mean, yeah. the only way I could talk online is by playing a friends match, and you would literally have to have 12 friends in there to be able to talk to all 12 of them. Oh, that's um, weak. Which is never going to happen. You're probably only going to have three or four friends on at a time. You only get to talk in the lobby. Once you're racing, no more talking. And it's it's just, it, you know, it's really backwards with yeah. online. And Nintendo really needs to step it up and I hope they get patch that some voice sure. chat. Because that would be... I, I really I mean, wish they the patch point, it. You know, it's being yeah, social. and. You have Smash Brothers coming out. If you can't talk in Smash Brothers, I mean that's that's a that's a huge knock on it. Then you have Splatoon, and Splatoon's absolutely necessary to and be able to talk online. You need to talk on that game, yeah. From seeing that when I was at E3, it's a very team orientated game. You need to be able to communicate with people and be like, hey, let's go to this area and take it over while they're going over here, and you know, like plan your strategy. I that would I hope Nintendo fixes that in their operating system because that's just right now it's one of the weakest points I think. At least. Yeah, and I'm just I'm super worried about that game because they you know they were going on and on about how you can get right back into the action by touching the touch screen and I just feel like that's going to be their excuse of why they don't put voice chat in there and that's just really lame. So yeah. I at this point if you know Nintendo just needs to get the voice chat option it works. I've played Black Ops 2 on there. It works just fine. It doesn't drop. Everyone's clear. I have my Turtle Beach. It sounds good. So. <laughs> they just need to get on there with I mean if if they need Activision to come in and make their online infrastructure please do. Seriously. That would be fun. <laughs> so in the other game I've been playing besides Mario Kart 8's online is I've been playing a little eShop game from an indie company called RC Madiax. Um nice. I've yep. been reviewing a few of Mike's games from over there. Uh it's called Shut the Box. And it's another one of his tabletop games. Uh, the first one he released for the summer was Poker Dice Solitaire Future, which was kind of like a Yahtzee clone, um, where you have to roll the dice and you make card hands based on what you're rolling, and the dice have different colors on it, and that'll allow you to um, make a flush or, you know, make basically like your cards, your red and your black. But um, his new one, Shut the Box, is a little bit different. It's still using dice. What you're going to do is you use 27 tiles. Um, they're uh, labeled 1 through 9, then backwards one th uh, 9 through 1, then 1 through 9. You roll your dice on the screen, and then from what you roll, you can pick the dice, and um, you just pick, basically pick your tiles to what the dice is equaling, and you eliminate your tiles. So if you roll 12, you could eliminate um, like a 7 and a 5. 
if or an eight and a four. You can do it different ways, however you want to do it. it. Just has to equal twelve. You so can do even more than two. I I read your review and it was, it was a great review and it sounds like it's really really addicting. But this is the primary focus of the game. It's actually the dice on the Wii pad, right? Yeah, the, and 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 it's it's you're not rolling or shaking anything. You're just tapping a button to roll the dice. But what makes it really what makes it really addicting is to try to get that perfect game. Basically, you can get 135 points. Once you get down to the last six that are on the board, you're rolling a single dice, and that's where the game like trolls you hard. It's basically, yeah, you, it's I mean, you literally, yeah. if, if you if you have a three left, all you can do is roll a three. If you roll any other number, that's it. You're done. The game's <laughs> over. So, um, yeah, it's 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 very fun. It's very addicting. It's a good little waste of time. It's fun to pass it back and forth and just play. It's and you know it's a good game that you can play off screen. You don't need to have the TV on. Yeah. Um. It, it's only a dollar. I mean, really, like I mean, I've spent a dollar on worse things. So yeah, it's just you know a, a nice quick game to pick up and play. A, any game really for a dollar's worth it. So. Well, especially That's... with with Michael over there, RC Maniacs, he does a great job on his titles. He he's yeah, been cranking them out really quick. And the the best point about the games is that they have high replay value and they keep you wanting to come back for more. I think at least. Yes, and so segueing from there, uh, let's stick with Mike from RC Maniacs and. Um... And uh, you know, I mentioned how you know the dice gets down there and it trolls you. Well, he basically trolled the internet on Monday. He had a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're bringing up. There, there was a lot of angry people on Monday, and I think it was absolutely hilarious. I laughed almost all day at all the angry people on Twitter um, that were blocking him and sending him nasty messages, and it was pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, so he announced a new game on Monday called Spiky Walls, <laughs> and I'll let Mike describe what Spiky Walls is about. So I don't know if it, the people listening have ever heard of a game called uh, Flappy Bird, but... Uh, it, it's one of those games where you're using the uh, mobile lag, and it's just a flapping bird, and you you'd go through the pipes. And it was made by that uh, the guy from what Korea or something like that, uh, who got yeah, really popular. Yeah, he's from he's from an Asian country. I'm yeah. not exactly sure, but <laughs> yeah, but he made tons of money on it. Got really popular. Didn't want to be, and he just removed that that game. But uh, so yeah, Mike was making fun of that. It's kind of like a, a dedication to it or something. And he made a game called Spiky Walls. <laughs> so, but the difference between this this game and I mean it's it operates pretty much the same, but it's using the game the Wii U gamepad's physical buttons versus the mobile lag on the uh, on the touch screen. So it operates in a different way. It should be more enjoyable and fun to play. Is it brand new and revolutionary? No, but I guarantee you it's probably better because they do an awesome job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and it's, it's you're not using the touch screen to flap. You're using a button, which to me makes it a whole lot better. You will be uh, if if you've ever played Donkey Kong Country Returns or Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, um, you'll remember the jet or uh, the jet barrel levels where you have mm-hmm. to tap the button to stay up. It's going to be similar to that. I mean, it's it it's going to be very arcadey. It's not going to be much of scenery like the Donkey Kong games, but it it'll you know you'll have your high score. You'll be able to play through it. I, I'm sure it's going to be better than Flappy Birds, and it'll probably be a yeah. dollar or two, knowing cool. knowing how Mike prices his games. So oh yeah, it's, it's going to be cheap. It, it's gonna be 99 cents and 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 you know what if, if you're gonna sit there and troll the guy you don't have to buy the game don't yeah. troll the guy i mean seriously he makes good games he does a good job i don't need to give him his you know nintendo seal of approval whatever people want on their games you yeah. know what it's it's not shovelware if you don't want to buy it don't buy it 
he's having fun. You know, That's the whole thing. He understands. Absolutely. He understands the community, and he. It's a joke, but they're able to do that. That's how talented these guys are. They're like, you know what? Let's make a game like this, and then they do it. Yeah, and <laughs> and the trolls just don't get it. The joke goes right over their heads. They totally. they're going to be mad about anything. So. Yeah, I agree. So, um, <laughs> speaking of something that I know me and you are both mad about, let's yeah. talk about the Destiny beta a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because I still on my PS4 have the alpha and beta, thinking that, well, since we were lucky enough to get in from the alpha at E3, that oh, some of the cool stuff would carry over from the alpha to the beta, which we were wrong. <laughs> nope, that didn't happen. So we weren't really rewarded for that, but we did get to play it, which is awesome. And then we're like, we have to dominate the beta and do awesome and have fun with this because our levels or perks or gear or something might carry over and reward us to the actual release of the game. But as you know, no, that's not going to be happening as well. And quite honestly, that pisses me off. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, It was... Let's give a little background on the alpha and the beta in case in case sure. you know our listeners yeah. haven't played it or they they don't really know too much about it. So in the alpha, you basically get dropped off on Earth in old Russia, and there's no real story. It just drops you in there. Um, yeah, you, you kind of literally have this... no clue what's going on. Like you're just boom dropped in there, and that's it. And um, so you're walking around. You have your ghost unlocked already, or which will help you read stuff. You also have um, the little motorcycle thing you're on—I forget what it's called. It's like the hovercraft um, thing. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's like it feels like a Halo weapon. Um, the, the whole game has like a Halo feel, obviously, from being from Bungie. Yeah. But so, so they just drops you in there. You kind of get your missions as you go. It doesn't really give you a tutorial. Um, this is the alpha we're talking about again, and you kind of just go through, you know, feel it out. You go up to the tower, which is the community area. Mm-hmm. Um, think, think chat room and battle net, but with real life avatars and you can go to the shops um <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah <laughs> so so you have that area up there then then you can launch back out and go to russia and that and that's basically the the alpha um you want to explain the, the differences in the beta sure um well the, one more thing to touch on the alpha it's it was cool because you got to completely explore and uh figure out just the layout of the land and what's going on. The difference in, in the, the beta is that it actually started off with some story background. They adjusted Peter Dinklage's voice, which I absolutely hated. I loved it without the stupid filter. And they Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Because it's like our favorite our favorite dude, you know? He's like there, you recognize his voice. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I'm getting into this. And all of a sudden, in the beta, it's added a robotic filter to it, and it just irritated me every time I heard it, because I... Didn't well, want to hear that. I guess one of the I guess one of the main complaints of the alpha was that his lines were too I guess monotone they were trying to say and Maybe. they wanted him to re-record it but I guess re-recording meant adding a filter because I didn't sound yeah. recorded whatsoever. <laughs> it sounded um, identical to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, but I um, it just it it sounds silly. It doesn't even sound good. It they should just take the filter back off even if it's monotone it is what it is. It's he still sounds like I agree. You know. So besides that, um, besides that whole that facet, they they actually give you some cutscenes and give you some story background, and then you you jump in with a mission. Uh, you get your your ghost right away, but your mode of transportation, your your hovercraft uh, bike, is not even there. And I apologize, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. People will probably be like, Yeah, I, I cannot remember the name either. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are gonna yell at us. And you for know that. what? 
it's fine. We we both put in over twenty hours into the between yeah. the alpha and the beta, so it's like it's not like we didn't play the game. It's just it totally. probably has some silly Halo names. So and and things things were cleaned up a bit um in in the beta and it worked smoothly. Uh, the only problem, I mean main problem I had was with online and also the story mode and how they guided you because the ghost map function was identical from the alpha to beta and they, in my opinion I feel like they didn't fix it because if you're a level three uh, or four it put you through areas to get to your objective that's like level nine and you're getting like completely demolished going through these zones and you could try to go around them but there was no really way to go around it and I hope they fix that in the real game now me and you were playing together so we're good at, we're good so we we're able to take down certain guys but sometimes we we're just like screw this let's run through it because we can't go we can't kill all these guys they're level nine and we're level three or four i forget we we're really lower level um and we yeah have been and brought through there and the main problem with that is it, it's not the fact that you it's bringing you through areas that have level nine guys the fact is is that the whole world is 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 open it, you can get to points by going different areas. There's no one way you have sure. to go. Absolutely. But it instead of following, which I'm guessing it thinks is the shortest path, it needs to follow what is the easiest path because yeah. it's it it needs to lead you the way that you need to go for the level you are. And that was a problem that I thought. And yeah. then once you get to the level nines, aren't the problem because you can kill them. It's when you get to the level nine. Um, healers that are healing the knights, and yeah. it just it, it's it's all downhill from there because well, yeah, cause you can't get you're to barely properly. doing any damage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But I I completely agree with you. If they guided you through your correct zone level zone to get there, and you, you want to explore on your own, and you're like, oh, this is a shortcut. I'm gonna go this way. You face the consequences. Totally fine because it's your choice at that point, and you figure, you know what, if this is the quickest way. I'm gonna go there. But you, if you, if you want to be conservative at least and figure out the lay of the land first and figure out the game, for those of the the people that haven't been able to experience the alpha or beta, they're probably not going to want to just go through the quickest zone and go through all the level nines and be like, holy shit, what's going on here? Why is it doing this? I think it'll yeah. be confusing for them. So that and okay, so in the beta they also opened up the, um, the galaxy map, where yeah. you can actually see where you need to land in Russia. Um, to do certain missions. It'll tell you what level you need to be, how many people you can take to that area, and then they also have free roaming missions, which everything was kind of bunched up in the alpha. In the beta, they kind of like separated it all out, so you actually got to play through and feel what each different missions um, are going to be in each different location. And again, you can get to each location um, yeah. from from any drop point, but it starts you off in the story mission. So there, there's obviously something in the code that's telling you, hey, you picked here, this is the story mission we're going to do. But you could still access any spot of the map, which is yeah. a really cool option. And I, I mean, I have some constructive criticism about that mission specifically, those type of missions, because I found out, and I mean, you can attest to this, you remember, we played probably the free open, you know, explore mission for at least a few hours because we wanted to make sure we did it all. And in the end, we didn't even know if we completed all of them or not, or if it was looping them, because some of them started to feel the same. I feel like we completed all of them a couple times, and they kept looping or something. It didn't come up to you and say, the end, you completed this mission, or hey, there was like eight more missions left in this whole entire zone. I think to improve those open world ones, at least they could tell you how many there are, 
and if you're missing one, then you can explore to find it yourself. They don't even need to tell you where it's at. Just tell you, like, there's 30 in the zone, or, like, 10, or however many. You know what and I mean? And honestly, if they, want, if they have some algorithm where they can give us new missions all the time in the free... That's fine, but just cool, let us know. Cool, yeah, totally. <laughs> but let us know <laughs> just, that we're just... completing them, and, like, we're getting some rewards for them, and, you know, because... I don't know about you, but, like, I, actually, I do know about you. That's a lie. You're a completionist. I'm a completionist. It just it activates my OCD to, to not know, like, did we finish all that? Because I really want to make sure I finish all that before I go on. Yeah, if you guys yeah. are ever online playing with me and Mike, um, my username's Push Comes to Shove. His is Micatron. If you're ever online playing with us, you'll get annoyed because we look in every nook and cranny. We're looking for every loot crate. We're going to find everything. It paid um, off, though. We found some deactivated ghosts all over the place. I know. I remember where they all are, too. So when the real game comes out... I don't know what it fully did. It gave you some sort of artifacts or um, things to decrypt, but it was cool. But you won't have to worry about that, Mike, because our data will not transfer over from the beta. Exactly. We'll have to redo it all. So, But the cool thing is we know where they are, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> One more thing I'd like to touch on. Well, two more things about Destiny. I want to talk about a little bit about the multiplayer. But before we get into that, let's talk about the world events, because I think that's a really oh, cool feature. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Sure. Do you want to... Bring it up or go just... Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it. So okay. the world events are basically... I, I'm not 100% sure how they're running the servers, but as you're running around through on Earth, through the, through some of the areas, you'll, you'll notice th that there's other human opponents, or maybe not opponents is the right word, maybe, um, you know, fellow compadres running around that aren't fellow in your party. Fellow adventurers. Fellow adventurers. There you go, adventurers. fellow... <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you, you don't really shoot them. There's no, like, their friendly fire, I guess, is turned off. Um, but they're you just can kind help of them there. And they can help you. Absolutely. So if if they're fallen in battle, you can revive them. Um, you don't have to be partied with them. But the cool thing is, is sometimes you'll get a random event, and the the world kind of changes. It'll turn dark, or something will happen. Set off this world event. It'll let you know when it's starting. It'll let you know when it's ending, and it'll let you know the details of everything you need to do. And one of the really cool things is, is there's one area in the on Earth. On the um in the old Russia area where it's just this huge open battleground with a few, um what what would you call them like storage buildings? Yeah, like warehouses or something like that. Yeah, and and there's one world event where they'll drop tons of soldiers and and a tank and and it's just really cool. And I I believe we were online. I want to say there's about nine people there when we were playing. Oh that level. yeah, there, no, there was at least yeah nine to twelve people. There was a bunch of people, and this thing just fell from the sky and everybody's like oh crap and it felt like an epic battle like everybody was teaming up and like taking on everything we're hit nailing all the objectives and we got some major awesome loot and and points and um crucible points too i think for that as well since it was a world event so um which is awesome and it was it was pretty in, in, intense at first we weren't sure if we we're going to be able to do it but then everybody started to work together and it it panned out to turn out well so. Yeah, and it, it was pretty cool. And th there's some other world events you'll have. Like you'll have like a, there was some kind of like outlaw guy or I, I don't know what he was. He 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 had a yellow name, a yellow lettering oh, on his name, yeah, which I mean leader. I know he's a badass. Yeah, but, some um, guy, yeah. yeah, he he came through and it was just one of them and we just uh, we had to kill him. But he he was uh, he was really high level. Didn't I don't even think it showed his level. That's how high level he was. Yeah, and yeah, um, goal, I, I we we basically <laughs> just ran. I think I want to say because <laughs> he was just uh, he was taking us out pretty 
Well, yeah, this was like our this was our second playthrough, and we weren't even ready to do that. And other guys, yeah, I, I want to say that's when we were in the uh, level nine area when yeah, we were it level was. three. Yeah, yeah. Not only were we overpowered, but the world event guy was like way worse than a level nine. He was probably like a level twelve or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it had like uh, what is it like an X or a skeleton or it had yeah, some, it had some kind of thing saying it. he's it too like, high level. Yeah, it was like do not attempt. So <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, so the other thing I wanted to um hit on real quick was the crucible which is the online multiplayer uh versus mode that they have for destiny and um it, it's a similar to a domination or a um king of the hill where you're just gonna go and you're gonna collect the flag but you're not actually leaving the flag you're just basically getting a zone <laughs> and you have to keep your zone protect it and at the same time, you want to really keep moving because if you sit still too long, you're still going to show up on the map. There's no crouching and disappearing like there is in Halo. So you can't really camp because you're going to show up on the map. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll just show up a little slower, but you'll still be there. Um, they had some pretty cool vehicles in there, uh, a couple of turrets in there. But for the most part, I, was, I, I walked away unimpressed. How did you feel about it? You walked away unimpressed? Well, yeah, I, I wasn't I, too happy with it. Okay, I might have a little bit biased opinion because, well, I experienced the, playing the Crucible for the first time at E3. So I was under the Bungie tour. They brought us back. They showed us all the developers. We talked for a little bit. Then we came out and played uh, a Crucible match. It's Capture the Flag. It's pretty much like Battlefield 4 Capture the Flag where you're doing the same thing. You have a strong point. You capture that. Run off to the next one. I mean, the strategies all can be different depending on how many people are playing and how they're playing. Because if you have one or two persons at one point for a while to, to guard it and then have other people capture all the other points, that's cool. Or if you're all running and gunning together as a group to each zone, that's really effective. But um, they had every class unlocked and every perk for every class unlocked. So you were pretty much... Every class was a tank, and it was literally all about skill at that point. There was no moaning and bitching and complaining that, oh, they have more unlocks than I do. Nope, everybody was equal, and our team dominated at E3. It was really fun to see what all the characters could do. Now, Beta doing it in, um, in Alpha, it's it was completely different. You're right. I was really unimpressed. Not having all those unlocked abilities kind of felt weak. Um, people weren't understanding teamwork at least i felt like mm -hmm. so yeah i walked away with that feeling too nobody really kind of knew what to do and since you don't have like global chat it, it was kind of difficult you can't really be like hey come here you can only talk to the people in your party so um that was frustrating um but overall the, i don't know what were you one say? of the things i felt from the beta that that i that really unimpressed me was i felt that I don't know if it was just me or I just felt like completely underpowered against some of the like some of the people I was I came up against. I, I you know, I'm I'm not the best first person shooter or, you know, online shooter mm -hmm. guy, but I mean my KDR is still like over one. I'm I'm not I'm not getting killed as much as I'm killing no, on, on yeah. most, I mean, we're on, good. On we're most not, online shooters. We don't but suck. I just felt like <laughs> I, I just felt helpless at, at some points and uh, I just felt that the people, I mean, we were all level 8 at the time, so it, mm -hmm. I, it has nothing to do with levels. I'm not sure if each class 
is stronger or weaker at level 8 until they max out. I mean, it, there's always that thing you can run into. When we play Borderlands, I know that some classes at level 8 are going to be better than other classes at well, level yeah. 8 just because they have better unlocks. And that could be the case in Destiny. And you could also, they could have found better weapons. They could have put more time into the game, got better armor, got better gear. So, I mean, all that stuff's going to come into play. To me, I would rather them strip all that out, just make you your level, give you the same loadouts, start everyone with a pistol, lay weapons on the ground just like Halo. I, to me, yeah. I think that would be a better, more fun experience than having... I mean, it's cool to bring your stuff over. I get it. I, I You know, you spend all that time in the single player or co-op. You, you, you find it all. It's loot. You're, you're spending all this time crafting, doing whatever you have to do to get all these weapons. I understand. You want to bring it in there. You want to show it off. That's fine. But to me, it, it's like it, you need to be on an equal playing field once you get yeah. into multiplayer you're in order to, to really too. make it fun. You're missing the main the, the main point is to have PvP armor and weapons that are ridiculously pumped up. So some yeah, to have some, different loadouts. Yeah, some people knew about the online uh, crucible stuff, and they were just solely interested in that. So they'd play the, the game till they were level eight, and then immediately jump to crucible and just play that nonstop throughout the whole time. I guarantee you, the people that were dominating were the ones that were unlocking armor and gear, and um, unlocking all their perks period their, their perks for their class um mm -hmm. that's that's the only thing that i can imagine o other than that like teamwork is a huge thing and the people that were working as a team they got it immediately because that's yeah so that's you know. i mean that's we've we've went to pretty much covered uh, about almost everything that yeah. you know there is too about destiny i'm sure we'll be talking about it more after it comes yeah, out sure. um we'll let you know what it's like you know life after level eight <laughs> are you excited about it i know i am oh I absolutely um yeah. if if you if you know me and mike you know that we're huge borderland fans this seems yes. like the natural progression of borderlands in my opinion or the not, not progression of the you know particular franchise borderlands but you know the next thing in online co-op gaming um for a shooter and it, it, it looks like it's taking elements of, of you know, Borderlands, mixing it with what... All the best games, what, yeah, personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's mixing, mixing it with what Bungie does best is Halo. And it's, you know, it's given us a good outer space experience. In fact, it even has elements of it feels like of Mass Effect in there. Mass Effect's a great game. Absolutely. So it, it's definitely pulling from great games. Um, I'm excited for it. September 9th. I already got my limited edition going. I, I, I already know I'm going to want the expansions it comes with the first two expansions so i was all over that um they didn't announce at gamescom today that the first expansion will be out this year which is you know it's kind of surprising but it's kind of good so i'm happy we'll get uh, you know an expansion within three months yeah. and yeah so we'll, we'll get we'll go back to that and you know next month sometime uh we'll probably give ourselves i'd say two weeks to play it before we you know come back and talk about it because i i you know it comes out the ninth so We'll need about two weeks in order to probably get through it, and then, you know, we'll give you our full report then. Yep, yep. Most definitely. Okay, so last Monday, Nintendo had one of their directs, which I love. I love absolutely love their directs. One of the best marketing ploys they've done. <laughs> um, I remember at first when they were doing them, and even with the E3 event, people were complaining. To me, it makes sense. Nintendo can put out what they want to put out. They... 
don't have to have awkward press conferences. They could talk directly to the gamers. They put it on their eShop. They put it all over the news. I, I love it. it. It was a little bit weird of a time, 11 o'clock you know, p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, they normally do them in the morning, so I'm, I'm not sure what the big deal was with doing I liked it, at, it night. at night. Because I was home from work, I was relaxed, I was in the zone and ready to listen, and I didn't have to worry about, like, in between meetings trying to figure out what was going on. Like, I could just watch it. Yeah, abs- <laughs> absolutely. And it, and it made stuff for some good conversation for the next day. Um, but so let's let's jump into a couple of cool things they announced about it. Well, let's let me start off by saying going into the direct. I was going to buy the game anyways. Um, I'm a huge Zelda fan, huge Nintendo fan. Um, basically, just seeing the little bit that they've showed of the game, it's just a huge Zelda fan service. If you love Zelda, I mean, you really can't go wrong with this game. It has, basically, it's taking from three main games of the franchise, taken from Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, and Twilight Princess. Um, there is stuff from other games, like I, there's a couple things from Majora's Mask they did announce, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple other games that they've announced stuff from, uh, i seen Link's Awakening was in there, but but the three main are Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, and um, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So, and... The game is going to mix itself with the Dynasty Warriors franchise. I've personally never played Dynasty Warriors. I'll I haven't either. I'll be honest with you. Come out and say it. I, I know what the franchise is about. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, you know, I've worked in a video game store, sold video games. I've yep. seen people buy it. I, I know what it is. It's hack and slash. Um, you're just killing massive amounts of people. Didn't really look like my kind of thing. Looked a little repetitive. Um... I was a little bit weary of that at first, even with the Hyrule Warriors, even with the Zelda skin on it, but it looks like they've taken enough stuff from the Zelda franchise, enough of the little niche things they do, like finding chests, um, you know, doing the little puzzle unlocks, getting mm-hmm. the different weapons, killing the bosses with those weapons in each level. I mean, it's just those little tiny Zelda-esque things that they do that that's really selling me on the game, and I'm just, I just watched and it, and I'm just... Even Nintendo-esque, I mean, they're adding more depth to it than just hack and slash. They're adding story oh, absolutely. And unlockables and just different modes you're, you're absolutely correct so um anoma the guy that's uh, the director on the franchise said it's not in the canon of the zelda series so this is kind of just like an offshoot game yeah. it does have a storyline it, it, it's not gonna really have any effect on the main storyline even though most of the main storyline makes no sense to begin with anyways um but he said it does take place outside of that. It looks like it might have a pretty decent storyline from what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, it, it definitely so. has voice acting. I don't know if Link's going to be voice acted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, Nintendo's usually never lets him have a voice, so I, I don't know. That's yeah, uh, that's going right. to be. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. But in the direct, um, let's start out with a couple of character surprises. Um, for for the most part, all the reveals for characters that they've been making up to this um, reveal was basically linking a bunch of female characters, and that had me a little worried. Why? But um, they did announce a couple guys in, in this one, and uh, they're they're a couple bad guys. So which one are you like mostly excited to play? What do you think? <laughs> Ganondorf, uh, I'm gonna have to go probably Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for sure. Uh, Ganondorf is going to be the big one for me. I cannot wait to play him and just destroy things. And Ganondorf was kind of like, they kind of waited to the end of it, and that was kind of like the secret like uh, unlock. Even though they, they announced Xanter earlier from 
um, excuse me, from uh, Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. and uh, Lord Giraham from Skyward Sword. They had announced both of those guys earlier, and you, you were kind of like, well, where's Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time? You know, you didn't really mm-hmm. see him, but then, like, they, 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 that was kind of the special unveil at the end, but wait, there's more kind of thing. Um, they also have a new character that it's not even from uh, the Zelda franchise called Lana, and she looks kind of cool. She has a book of sorcery. She's a little oh, white yeah. sorceress. The white sorceress Lana. <laughs> yeah, she she looks kind of cool. And then yeah. there's um, another cool character, Agatha, and she's kind of like the 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 bug chick. <laughs> and from well, uh, yeah, they call her the from princess Twilight of princess? insects or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, so she she like has some really cool attacks where like she'll like summon this huge beetle to attack you and it's just like some really crazy things going on um that's like the one thing i could say about the game it's i mean it's hack and slash but there's some crazy stuff there's some cool (laughs) things too like people uh that were talking about this whoever wanted to play a goron well guess what you can (laughs) yeah absolutely and and it's just like there's just some weird things like xant will be attacking you he'll grow into this giant guy and just belly flop you it's um you know you got some really weird stuff going on in this game um, trying to think of some of the other like weird. I mean, Minna looks really odd. Yeah, it and, looks, I mean, she that, was that odd in Twilight really Princess. Weird. Yeah, totally. I I'm not sure how that's gonna that play out, but it looks like it could be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's just tons of cool looking attacks. So they they announced um, also that there would be some traditional Zelda stuff in there, like bombs, the bow, the hook shot. You you know you got this huge bomb chew now. It's like a big old mouse looking um, bomb. Mm-hmm. It's huge though. It's like three times the size of Link. You could also use the chain chomp from yep. Link's Awakening. Could also pull down Majora's uh, Mask's moon to make an attack. Then they also have the uh, little chickens called Kukos, which <laughs> if you beat up, they'll attack you. And But they could also help you in this game, which is kind of cool. And you'll also be able to t- uh, collect the gold Skulchulas, which I always thought was pronounced Skatolas, but I guess it's Skulchulas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the one thing I learned from the uh, Direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are other cool things, too, like, you know, did you mention, like, the magic rod for Link and, like, the, the alternate the alternate weapons, like the spear uh, that summons the Deku tree? That's I think that's for Lana. And then, um, you know, you, you mentioned the gauntlet from Link, the little ball thing. That was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and then what else? Lana had something else. She had a summoning gate, too, as well. Yep. So, so there's lots of cool cool variables and which each each new weapon has new attacks new animations new way to use them new strategies to use them the one that looked the most exciting to me personally was using lana because she has that book of sorcery you can create all these walls and like jump off them and like you know just you could add variety to the gameplay like crazy so i'm looking forward to to playing that character as well yeah, and it looks like they have a bunch of different stages that look pretty cool. Um, I thought it was cool how you had to go to each stage, um, each area in each stage, and like take over certain points, and that would give you the ability to move forward and be able to hold those points down. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like there's some strategy on the battlefield. It doesn't look like it's just straight-up hack-and-slash. It looks like you actually got to go out there and you know take care of some stuff on the field. Um, oh, yeah. They did announce a two-player co-op mode. Unfortunately, it's only local. If this was online, I really feel like that would have been a, a really big thing. I was bummed about that because I was like, ah, oh, I wanted to play with you online <laughs> again. Yeah. Like, and you're like, hey, let's play this. This is going to be great. But, yeah. Can't do It'll that. be a lot of fun playing couch co-op. One person gets the TV. One person gets the gamepad. You get your own screen. Great. 
do I want it online? Absolutely. I mean, there's no, like no question about it. There, there's no reason. I mean, we're in 2014. Let's come on, Nintendo. Yeah. Let's get our games online. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know what it prevents them from from doing. Like, unless they're just like, you know what, we don't have enough time to implement that. Patch it later. Do it later. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you, you, you can know, patch like, it. Please patch it. <laughs> yeah. We want it. Hear us. We want it. <laughs> Another thing I got really excited about when I saw was the adventure mode. Um, what the adventure yeah. mode is, it's kind of like a 8-bit map of the old Zelda um, from the NES. And at, you basically go to little squares on there, and as you um, complete tasks that take place in the Hyrule Warriors-looking 3D graphics, you kind of unlock little pieces on the map for the 8-bit um, Zelda. There really wasn't. They really didn't go into too much detail about, like, what you're supposed to do on the 2D map, or if you can do anything on the 2D map, they yeah. did say you'll be able to unlock stuff though, which is really cool. Well, it looked like the real game. It looked like like the NES game. Like you could actually fight people and do stuff. But but it was you... like really high res, so it kind of yeah. looked weird. But <laughs> I know, but I liked it. Yeah, they did say they completely redid it, so yeah. it was high res graphics and looked pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to play that. That's why I cannot wait for this this game to come out. It just has so many different facets to it, you know. So. And then, um, which is kind of un-Nintendo, they did announce that if you pre-order it at certain locations, you'll get different costume sets. Yeah. One would be for Ocarina of Time, one was for Twilight Princess, and one was for Skyward Sword. I don't know I believe know the Skyward Sword is Best Buy, and I yeah. want to say Ocarina was GameStop and Twilight was Amazon, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on those. Yeah, I forget, um, but I did. that did make me mad, because I'm like, well, what if I want all of them? <laughs> I think I think I did read that you will be able to purchase them as DLC later on, which is oh, fine. Okay. I'm okay with that. I so they're kind of giving us a free so. DLC for downloading, which is cool. Yeah. Um, still kind of weird that they split it up amongst retailers. They're usually not like that. Uh, I, I want to say that's probably the first time they've ever done that. I, I can't think of any I, DLC that they've ever split like that. Honestly, I can't remember a time that Nintendo's actually actively gone out and said, all right, for pre-order, we're going to do crazy DLCs different for each retailer. That must have been like their new PR initiative or something like that. And continuing what what they seem to be doing with Mario Kart, where if you register your game on Club Nintendo, they are giving you the Demon King um, yeah. uh, costume set for Ganondorf, and that's if you register your game on Club Nintendo within like the first month or something, which yeah. is basically just a way of saying, hey, buy our game in the first month. Yeah. Uh, so I and, and I mean I'm, I'm okay with that because I usually get Nintendo games at launch anyways. So it, anything that they're giving me for being a loyal customer, I'm gonna take and I'm gonna be happy with. Yeah, I agree. So oh. um, that game launches in September, I believe it's the 26th. So yep. that will probably be on our podcast following our Destiny one, and I will definitely be talking a lot about that in detail. For um, sure. Let, and letting we'll, you know we'll what's see. Going on. We're going to see video of it way earlier from places because in Japan it's going to be released August 14th. So. Yeah, so that that's right around the corner. That's uh, actually two days from now. Yep. So that'll so we'll definitely get a whole bunch more of what's what's going on in that game. I know Famitsu gave it nines across the board, which is really good. Um, I don't know how much I trust their reviews lately, <laughs> yeah. but that's yeah. that's still a it's still re- very good to have nines across the board. Um, I agree. So let's talk about a little bit of the news that came out of Gamescom today. Sure. Oh, the Microsoft news. <clears throat> Yeah, let's start with the Microsoft news. So there was a little bit of Sony news I want to talk about too, but we'll we'll start about the with the Microsoft news. All right. So um, today at Gamescom um, over in Germany, uh, Crystal Dynamics um, 
actually Daryl Gallagher from Crystal Dynamics, uh, he was talking about the new uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and it's going to be an Xbox One exclusive. So Now, is that a timed exclusive, or is that going to be exclusive throughout the whole lifetime? Because I can't I, imagine I think it's actually... Not... Um, it's a it's a partnership so i don't think they're going to be okay it's a partnership so it's a timed exclusive because they said they don't want to walk away from the playstation or the pc like altogether but for the first portion of the release it's going to be exclusively xbox it was a deal they made and i wasn't supposed to say anything earlier but at e3 i talked with a lot of partners there and they brought this up at e3 so i knew about it earlier but um it was one of those things where they wanted to boost popularity of Xbox One and make and this franchise is huge and um, Chris Dynamics was like, hey, let's get on. They got on board completely with Microsoft, um, and they think that it would be a good way to back up the game is to go strictly Microsoft for this one. Um, but so PlayStation and PC will get it, but like I forget when they said the releases. I'm not sure if the release is in like. Um, they said it's going to be holiday 2015, so we probably won't see it till around summertime. I would guess the following year on PlayStation, if yeah. it does come out on PlayStation. Well, if it comes out on PlayStation Which, PC, it will be the next I, holiday, they said, or something like later. So if it came out in the summer, you're right, like in December or January is when the PC and PlayStation And out. I really hope Microsoft gave them enough money for that because for that oh, for exclusive sure. deal because I, I right now the PlayStation just passed 10 million. I think Microsoft's like gimping past 4 million units, and it to me it really makes no sense to put a game on Microsoft when you have a, a huge audience over on the PS4 that would probably purchase that game. Now, granted, that game didn't really sell well on either systems last gen when it came mm-hmm. out. It sold a little bit better when they made the definitive version. Yeah. Um, but still, they both sold better on the PlayStation family of consoles. So, well, they even uh, you said, know. They, at Gamescom, they said that they don't want to walk away from it. Now, now, what that meant, they didn't say Rise of the Tomb Raider was going to be on PlayStation 4 and PC since it's exclusive. So, I don't think, I mean, I'm guessing that it's going to be timed exclusive because most things are like that. But if they keep that game strictly exclusive, that means they're going to be making different Tomb Raider games for the PC and PlayStation 4 because they already, gotcha. signed, that, they already signed that contract. So, And, I mean, Microsoft has the, they have deep pockets. They can oh, buy whoever they want, sure. really. I for mean, if sure. they want to buy, if they want to buy a game, they could buy a game. I get that. It, it's, I mean, they, it, and you know, back in the Sega, Nintendo era, there was exclusives left and right on consoles, even in the PlayStation 1 and N64. I mean, you had so many third parties exclusives it wasn't even funny i mean you had resident evil metal gear solid those oh, were all exclusive yeah. at the time totally um, and people so didn't I, complain so about it's that nothing did new. they <laughs> they did and, and you know what we're, we're at the time where if don't complain about a sequel go by the system if you have a problem with it if you exactly. if you absolutely have to have the game on day one go spend your money on an xbox one get the xbox one and play the game i mean really it's it's there's so much stuff out to play right now that if, if you're going to be really upset about that one game i mean Let's let's be real. I mean, Uncharted Four will be out the same holiday, which is pretty mm-hmm. much a similar game to to Tomb Raider. And I personally enjoy the Uncharted series a little bit better than the Tomb Raider series. So, uh, I mean, is it hurt me any? No. It's, I mean, I'll probably have an Xbox One by then. And that's but... also your opinion and not mine too. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I honestly, I'm 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 a Nintendo fan all the way, but I would have yeah. to admit that Uncharted is one of the better franchises I've played in video games. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I mean, if you haven't played Uncharted, it's basically 
it's it's a ripoff of Tomb Raider, some of the older ones, but it does it very very well. It takes it takes Tomb Raider it is a good game. and it mixes it, yeah. it it mixes it with Indiana Jones. It has like an Indiana Jones kind of feel to it. Uh, it's very comical, but it has great action. Has a, it's a good cover system. Um, I didn't really care for when they tried to make it go uh, multiplayer online. I thought that was kind of lame really didn't do anything for yeah, me weird, uh the story's great though I, I mean if if naughty dog has anything down in the video game industry it's making a damn good story absolutely. um they've, like they've showed that with uncharted yeah absolutely they showed that with uncharted they showed that with the last of us and i'm sure uncharted 4 is going to be no different i agree um, some other news out of Gamescom that happened today there i mean there were some indie games that they, they were talking about coming to each system um I know they were talking about on the PS4 they were getting uh, was it the DayZ I believe it was called mm -hmm. and that's like a zombie game. Yeah. Um, it's been on PC for a while. Okay. See, I, I've, I'm not really a big PC guy, so I'm I'm not sure, but I did see that today and it, and it kind of looked cool and I heard a couple people were saying how that was a you know a good good grab for Sony. Yeah. And uh, what I thought was really cool on the PS4 that they announced was actually the next firmware update. That actually got me pretty stoked. Yeah, um, that's, the 2.0. Cool. Yeah, so um, I'll go ahead and explain a little bit what the Sony PS4 firmware 2.0 is. Um, basically, it's there. Actually, I'll, I'll give you their description. They said it's a virtual couch. So now I'll explain to you what a virtual couch is. Okay, so <laughs> me and Mike here, we want to play Towerfall Ascension. Great game. One of my favorite indie games. I believe I gave it a 9.5. Go to Game Gravy. Check it out. It's a good review. Um, but anyways, enough uh, selling our site. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this game. It's a great game. And it only has offline co-op. But we want to play online co-op. Well, Sony's new firmware with the share play kind of gives you that option. So I'm guessing the technology they're using behind it is they're going to basically share your screen and allow the person on the receiving end to be able to use your system to make inputs. So yeah. the technology would be similar to a, you know, if you've ever on the PC used the team viewer or like WebEx. Like anywhere or something like that where you're Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it, it's yeah. <laughs> it's going to be similar. It, it's going to be very similar um, technology, I'm sure, that they're using. But it, it, this is the first we've really seen on a video game console, so it's kind of it's kind of unique and it's kind of exciting. Um, we'll be able to play Towerfall Ascension co-op on yep. one of our systems, and I, you know that makes me happy. And the, another cool thing is we don't even both need to own the game; only one yeah. of us needs to own That's it. That's exciting. That's really exciting, I think. So if if we want to play Madden and Mike's the only one that buys Madden that year, he starts the game up, invites me in, and we could play a two-player game of Madden. Um, yeah, that's pretty exciting. That just means our money can go further, and we can still play a lot of games. So <laughs> I mean, granted, we we won't be able to play online against each other, or no. you know, it it's basically like your friend is sitting in the living room with you, except they're not; they're miles and miles away. Yeah. Um, which is actually really exciting, and Wouldn't that that, that awesome was the coolest Nintendo thing I got. Did that? <laughs> yes, and uh, to me, like that's the if Nintendo is pushing against doing online play, which I don't know why they do, but it seems like they do, and everything has to be local co-op. To me, like why wouldn't Nintendo do something like that? You know, like they always say it's Mario Party. Well, I'm 
I don't party with my friends at my house because all my friends live, you know, my, thousands of miles away. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I would like to be able to have the party online, but they don't ever give me that option. Yeah. And it's sorry to bring that up, but I just I had to say that because this is such a great idea for Sony to do, and I'm really excited about it. I just I wish Nintendo did that as well. Something and it's, similar. It's, and it, you know, it's kind of one step further than actually playing a demo of a game. If, yeah. you know, if, if your friend has, let's say, The Last of Us Definitive Edition, and you're like, you know, can I try that game out? Your friend can let, you can actually connect with your friend. He can let you play the single-player game and give it a whirl and see how you like it. Their whole thing was, oh, you can have your friend come over and if you can't get by an area. Um, I probably wouldn't admit that to a friend if I couldn't get by an area, and so that's probably not what I would use it for. Yeah, same here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i'll just you know you could see with my achievements or my trophies if i beat it or not but i'm not gonna admit it to you but um <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah and then um just looking online real quick i kind of seen some cool news i don't really know anything about it so i kind of can't talk too much about it but it, i just read that kojima and uh, guillermo del toro are teaming up for new silent hill and that's no kind kidding. of exciting that is yeah. exciting i, I love if you don't know who um if you don't know who Guillermo del Toro is, that is the director of the Hellboy franchise, and also he does the TV show The, F the Strain, and he also did Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I really like him as a director. I think he's pretty good. And then um, Ko Kojima is the mastermind behind Metal Gear Solid. So oh, yeah. that's actually kind of interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing what that's all about. Um, I really didn't check it out, but I just kind of seen it pop up on my screen while we were recording this, so I thought that was kind of cool. No, yeah, that's that's cool. I I agree. It, the the dude looks like uh, Daryl from Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. He did look like Daryl. I wonder if that if they're gonna get him to be the actor on it. I hope so. That would be really freaking cool. Um, yeah, it actually. Oh, is he Norman is Reedus. Norman Reedus. It is. It is. That him. that is awesome. I was gonna say he looks so similar. I'm like, yeah, it's him. Now I can't so, wait to check that out. That's gonna be awesome. They know how to get people's attention. That's for sure. Did they happen so. to say what system it's gonna be on? Um, from like skimming the the news, no, but I guarantee you it's gonna be on PlayStation Four because all the Silent Hills have been for PlayStation. Um, actually, yeah. yeah, it will be hitting PlayStation, PlayStation Vita. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be. I'm not sure if it's an exclusive for Sony, but it's gonna be on PlayStation for sure. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm well, um, do you have any other news that came out that you wanted to discuss, or are we just gonna? say sayonara till next week and uh um, really i mean i saw guardians I'm, of the galaxy the movie and that was awesome and i loved it oh we can do a little <laughs> bonus segment of uh movie talk sure we can do that for i, a I am down because i'm gonna not gonna lie to you i love captain america but that is definitely my movie of the summer and i would i enjoyed planet of the apes as well and i thought both of them are excellent movies but i would have to say guardians of the galaxy is awesome if you haven't seen it yet do not hesitate go watch it it's amazing yeah, and if, for people that don't know, I mean, I've read all the comic books before, but it looks extremely similar to the 2008 comics that came out, um, and it's really, really good. Um, one of my friends is a visual effects artist, and he was like, he actually worked on the film, and he said, Michael, you're going to want to see this movie, you're a huge Marvel fan, and it ties into the universe perfectly. And it's, it, you know, it has the Infinity Stones in it, and I could just talk about it for hours, so I'm going to spare everybody. But um, it's definitely a great film. I'm going to see it again this week um, with friends that complained that uh, 
I didn't invite them to see it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk not not too much in detail. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm gonna talk about a couple things, a couple points that I saw that actually kind of surprised me. Sure. Um, I was surprised with how much Thanos was actually in the movie. I thought we were kind of gonna get hints at Thanos, not actually see Thanos, but um, Thanos played a pretty integral part in the movie, which is pretty cool. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy they showed him. It's been a long time coming because they kept alluding to him in like the Thor's and other movies and Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the and the original rumor was that he was going to be the main bad guy in the second one. Honestly, he's kind of the overlord of the whole galaxy. To, he is, I mean, I hate I was to say, say that. He is the main bad guy, I think, for the story arc that they're going for for Marvel. Because it's like the Infinity Gauntlet. It's the main so, guy. So, yeah. That, so, it absolutely makes sense to hold him off yeah. to movie three for Avengers, um, which is going to be the ultimate clash. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really like to see Marvel maybe, you know jump out of their comfort zone maybe kill a hero or two i you know well, maybe kill I iron man you, i think that'd be kind of cool i will tell you this um from the storyline's not anywhere over so may 1st 2015 they're gonna have the avengers they're gonna bring in ultron who is an ultra badass bad guy that movie's called the age of ultron uh then uh let's see here what else uh 2015 of july um ant-man they're gonna release that <laughs> Uh, and then Captain America, The Fallen Suns, May 6, 2016. Doctor Strange is in 2016. 2017, Thor, Ragnarok is coming. I, and there's another Guardians of the Galaxy in 2017 called The War of Kings. So this is going to be a huge thing. I have a list of all the movies from my friend that works on these. Like, They're going to have The Black Panther 2017, The Civil War, Avengers Civil War, July 2018. Hulk, World War, 2018, and The New uh, Inhumans, which is 2019. And these all tie together. Same universe. People are going to be playing and nice together, playing bad together. It's a huge deal. So it's not going to just end with the Avengers. It's going to be this big storyline with, uh, I hope, is going to be the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And I, I know that a couple of those haven't been absolutely confirmed, bottom line, but Vin Diesel yeah. did say today that they are working on the Inhumans, or at least he alluded to it. So, oh, they I are, mean, th- for th- sure. Th- that makes it a little bit more accurate. Also, coming May next year, I don't know if you know this, is the Daredevil TV show, which is coming out yeah, on Netflix I, I saw exclusive. That. They, th- there and were some really cool. photos online of the absolutely playing that. I saw that. And they... Um, the way they filmed it, they actually filmed the whole thing as if it was one episode and then chopped it down to ten episodes. So I'm actually kind of anxious to see how they did this and how, how it turns out. That's exciting because um, I think that's good as one composition. It will be nice and smooth. They're not going to be like, oh, what are we doing this week? You know, It's actually pre-thought out, pre-planned, and pre-shot, which is great. Yeah, and um, you know, and they're also doing a Luke Cage, um, an Iron Fist. Of series on Netflix, so that's that's exciting. I really kind of hope they get The Rock to play Luke Cage. I, I really can't think of a better guy to be Luke Cage. Yeah, I agree. I, there's, so um, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But back to Guardians real quick. Um, sure. Chris Pratt did an amazing job. Uh, first time God, I seen yes. the trailer... I was just, I mean, I watched the trailer like three times. I was just like, wow, what did I just see? And then, I, you know, I'm like, this guy like hit this character spot on. And you could tell right from the right from the trailer, you can tell that he oh, yeah. hits the character straight and on. And I was he, familiar you know. with, with the franchise before the, the trailers. And when I saw the trailer, I was impressed. I was like, they picked the perfect person. He's got that charisma, the charm, the the attitude and the badassness like all wrapped in one and it's he's funny at the same time you know oh yeah he's kind of like he's kind of like indiana jones yeah he's he's funny and he's a badass at the same time uh you know the the (laughs) character i think is more like han solo's rocket 
though. I would have to say Rocket Raccoon has more of the the Han Solo and that you know him and Groot have the Han Solo Chewie thing kind of going on. Yeah, where you know totally. Yeah, Groot, yeah, Groot doesn't really talk, but Rocket understands him. You know, it's kind of same thing. Chewie yeah. talks, Han, Han understands him. I mean, Gamora, Gamora's kind of the weakest character of the bunch. I mean, I was really surprised with. Dave Bautista's performance as Drax, I, you know, I kind of really didn't expect anything. He's not really the greatest actor, sure. when in, you know, on on wrestling. He's not really even that great on there. He's kind of just like, eh, it is what it is when he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he, he came out and he actually did a pretty killer job. I mean, it wasn't really too much did. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. As a group, they did a great job. Um, you know, I, he he really surprised me though, because I thought he was going to be the weakest of the bunch. And um, it's not not saying that you know Gamora's character was horrible, but she, you know, there was nothing really. It, it didn't have like that little special, you know, uniqueness to it, like each I, other character. I don't know. I think. Well, I like again. I know the background of her character. I was happy with it. She's she's an ultimate badass. Oh yeah, so. I'm not taking away anything. No, they they did the character correct. I'm just saying she doesn't have that. She doesn't have that little flair that each other each of the other okay. characters has. She's kind of straightforward. Mean. She's an assassin. She's a badass. But yeah. I mean, you, you have that difference with Drax. I mean, he's kind of like the guy that takes everything literal. The, yeah. You 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 have you know. Groot, who's like kind of, I mean, even though he doesn't say much, he's just basically you. You get the feeling from his character. You understand like what he's feeling. Rocket's a little smartass, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, Star Lord's a smartass. So you, you you have like, you know, you have the little quirks about each character. You kind of feel him. She's just kind of like, you know, she's kind of just that badass assassin. And I mean, she pulls it off, and she's she's totally. great in every movie she's in. So I'm, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from. Her. I just think, you know, out of the five, I would say she's the weakest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. But that's not saying anything. I mean, they're all awesome, and it's it's a great movie. Overall, go see it if you haven't. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And that's all I got. Yep, and that's all I got. So I'm Anthony. Um, and I'm that's Mike. <laughs> and uh, we're from Green Gravy. This is our first. Um, effort hopefully next week we'll get a couple more guys on board so we have a little bit more discussion and i'm sure things will come up before then uh i know i'm reviewing soonshine for the wii u Uh, i'm not sure what mike's working on so we'll probably i'll probably talk a little bit about that i'll probably talk a little bit more about mario kart um maybe maybe a little warframe i don't know i'm gonna try to jump on that and see you know work on play that a little bit (laughs) yeah so okay well um We will uh, sign off, and then we will talk with you guys next week. All right. This is Game Gravy signing off.